I'm Poppy Leach, and you're listening to the Tribe Talking Podcast. We're back, sort of. Um, Flacky here by myself. Um, give you a little bit of background as to what's what's gone on this week. Um, we were fully intending on doing the pod, and we sat down on Tuesday evening. We did a good hour and a half worth of, of content, and then because we record on Zoom, and we have to record it in two parts, hence our little jingle in the middle of the most recent pods, and went to Mooney the files so he can upload it onto the Drive Talking account. And for some reason, the first one didn't record properly. Didn't con- The file didn't convert or whatever. It doesn't matter. The fact is the first half of the pod was missing. Um, and so the, I mean, you've just got me talking to you guys um, for the first half-ish of this podcast because Mooney's in the trenches at work. I can't. I, we can't get him out, can't get him free. And hence why there hasn't been much from us recently. We've both just been snowed under with things away from rugby and away from podcasts which is really frustrating but we are back we are here for your your listening displeasure um and i will do my best to bring you up to speed with what we spoke about um on tuesday evening before uh our halfway point so we look back at the the men's season um both saying it feels forever ago that it that it was it was only a month and a half ago that the the final game against Irish was um and he, yeah it, it it was not that long ago it feels a long long ago hence why we haven't spoken about it as much as we probably should have um and we we scored it as basically between a 6 and a 7 out of 10 it wasn't the world's worst season it's bad bad by Exeter chief standards yes finishing 7th in the league is not where we would want to be with the squad of players we had let's let's be honest um we can now speak in past tense of our squad, but you know we got to semi-finals of Europe, which was which was big. You know the only English club to do that, and winning the Premiership Cup was and is a big achievement. You know it's a, it's the starting point for a lot of players' careers. If you look back at the likes of Slade and Dicky, the Simmons brothers, or you know Jack Inard has won it multiple times now. These these are the this is the the start of something for a lot of players. And you look at the the Champions Cup squad, how many Premiership Cup or Anglo-Welsh Cup or LV Cup, and as it was previously called, winners were in that squad. And now we've got the likes of Will Beckinsale and Tom Cairns and Tom Wyatt and all these all these younger players that have shown their promise now with silverware of their own. It's not silverware they've helped to get the senior squad over with. You know, it's not like some players who played bit part games in the the Premiership or in the European Champions Cup. Now this was their achievement, um, and so you know, that that is a success for the year. We've got silverware in the in the in the trophy cabinet again, and and yeah, some people say oh it's only a bit part trophy and all that sort of thing. It doesn't matter. It's it's still still success. This then brought us on to. Um, unfortunately, the the demise of London Irish and the state of English rugby in general, um, and just how uh, my favourite line about Will Carling thirty five years ago still a bit ringing true that the old fuddy duddies at the RFU are, are, are killing the sport. The, the the death of London Irish wasn't a surprise to to us and our our friend friendship group that we speak about rugby very very regularly with. But to 
to see London Irish go under is setting a dangerous precedent. Now we don't care about wasps. We've said this before. You know they they threw their own fan base under the bus to go chase somebody else's. You know they stole someone else's stadium. They tried to basically push themselves onto the people of Coventry, and the people of Coventry were not very willing. Um, and our wasps are gone. Um, Worcester feel terrible about Worcester. We genuinely do. I've always had great days up at Worcester when we were away, away following Chiefs. Food was good. Um, but with Irish going, there's now three teams missing from the league. And yes, I know there has been some some taste for a 10-team league. Um, running costs will come down, but likewise, profits will come down severely. Um, one of the things Mooney and I spoke about on Tuesday night was that the... If you look at just the gate receipts alone, taking an average an average cost price of the tickets at Sandy Park, not saying, yes, yes, I know North Terrace and South Terrace are slightly cheaper than East Terrace and all of them are a lot cheaper than the West Terrace. But if you sort of take a mean average ticket price of around about 45 quid, multiply that by this, the roughly the amount of seats in the stadium, then times that by three, Chiefs are missing out on nearly £2 million of revenue before they've even got started. And that is a lot of money. <laughs> it is a lot of money in this current climate, a climate that is not attracting any sponsorship. It's not attracting any business. It's not attracting any investment. Rugby is not a sport for the casual watcher because the gatekeepers, as we refer to them, consistently and constantly come at you going, well, that's not real rugby. Well, real rugby is dying. Real rugby died in in that term, that the inverted commas, real rugby of men with big collars and long hair and short shorts and you have three pints of Guinness for warm-ups. That kind of rugby exists at amateur level. It doesn't exist as a professional model and it can't exist as a professional model. We joke about the ultras and how we need to really get this burning fan base into into the sport that make it more of a welcoming atmosphere. We see rugby fans all the time and, and especially at Chiefs talking about, you know, how much they would love to see the partisan atmosphere that you see at the places like La Rochelle and Racing 92 and Toulon at Sandy Park or in the Premiership. But the second you suggest what they you would need to generate that partisan atmosphere, everyone goes standoffish and starts talking about rugby values. So what you, you can't have it both ways. The longer this goes on, the worse it's going to get. And we are looking, sadly, at possibly the death knoll of rugby union as a professional sport. Something has got to change and it has got to change very quickly. We need to get away from this old fashioned view and start looking to get the, the casual fan who doesn't really give a shit at what a breakdown penalty is, but just enjoys seeing 15 burly blokes beating the crap out of each other on a Saturday afternoon and getting them through the getting them through the turnstiles, getting them involved in the sport, because that's how the sport grows. You need those fans that didn't previously like the sport that much. This, those fans that get berated during the Six Nations period because they don't know that much about the game. Yeah, they're a bit annoying, but I don't care as long as they come and support the club and support the sport. Um, Sorry about that. It was a bit of a rant, wasn't it? It's weird not having Mooney because I'm just allowed to say whatever bollocks I want. Uh, norm- normally he's there to correct me when I get things wrong. But uh, So this could be an absolute disaster. Um, what else did we discuss? Um, 
that was really about. Oh, we spoke about the new squad because Dan Frost is now re-signed, and that's fantastic news for Exeter. Really is. Um, there was a bit of Willie, won't he? Um, especially with the news about Dickie now potentially not going to France, and that looking more and more likely. In fact, pretty much it's it's not going to happen, bar- barring a an eleventh hour miracle for Luke. But he, the rumours we have heard is he might be off to sail to join the, the other two snakes, Flaherty and, and Hill. Um, but the, the there's going to be a very strange sort of transition between, especially for Chiefs fans, because if Dickey is as broken as he is, and I, you know, Luke Hound Dickey has been the greatest servant to Exeter for England fans as well. He's been he's been an absolute mighty pillar, and for Scotland fans, he's great because he helped us win the last Calcutta the Calcutta Cup a couple of years ago. Um, but he. He is pretty beaten up now. And do, would we rather have a fit Dan Frost raring to go, who plays a very similar game to Luke Count Dickey? Or would we rather have, for nostalgia purposes, a player who might still end up going on England duty all the time, so we never see him anyway, as we as we have in recent years. Very rarely do we see Dickey playing for Chiefs. Or uh, sort of another Jack Knoll-esque Always in the always in the physio room getting fixed, I and mean, Dicky does not look after himself. You just got to watch him play. One of the lovable characteristics characteristics, sorry, about Dicky is he just runs at people with his face and doesn't care about getting hurt. He just cares about getting over the game line. Fantastic. The problem is he gets broken quite a lot. So we, I would argue that having Frosty sign and maybe and I, and I let's say goodbye to Luke. Can Dickey two years ago, well, not two years ago, well, yeah, two seasons ago now, when we found out he was he was heading off. Um, so I think a lot of the fans have made the have sort of accepted it's happening, and now this is sort of weird cock tease that he might be staying. I wouldn't want anyone getting their hopes up on that, and he will be moving on, um, especially now Frosty is signed because it just doesn't make sense to have them both in the squad. Um, especially with the young talent we've got coming through and the, the immortal Jack Yendall. Jack Yendall will forever be a stalwart at the club. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it, I just don't see room in the cap, the ever-expanding cap. Um, sorry, not ever-expanding, ever-restrictive cap is what I meant to say. And, yeah, so... But Frosty signing is fantastic. Really, like that's such a good that's such good news. He was took a bit of time to bed in, but I think this year is going to be the making of him. Uh, what else? What else was there? Oh, they, we mentioned the the dual registered players. Twelve now, twelve dual registered players going down to Cornish Pirates. That's a lot. That is a lot of players to be dual registered for a club. Um, but interestingly, someone like Russ Tuima, not dual registered this season, so he's an out and out chief now. He's graduated full-time into the men's full squad. Um, and yeah, and that was about it, really. Um, I'm sorry this isn't the usual funny repartee that we if we normally put out, because obviously I haven't got my autistic friend to, to help me along the way. Um, then we spoke, then we broke out, and we were coming up to our halfway point, because we are going to talk about the, the glorious women's team, who are in the final this weekend, up at the now-dubbed Queen's Home, which I quite, which I have to admit I do quite like. Um and how you know, they they played against the uh, the Saris women, who did not conduct themselves with great with grace 
that you would expect from the uh, the glorious red roses. Um, <laughs> and we mentioned very briefly, and we're not going. I'm not naming any names. We never do. Um, but just some interesting um, social media interactions we had prior to this game. We had uh, some interesting Instagram traffic after uh, a meme was put on our Instagram page where we just put inverted commas around the word women's. And this comes back off the previous game, uh, Stonex, where the Saris 9 wanked herself off in the, walking back after after a, after a, a play. She made the jerking off gesture, um, looking at her bench and the whole, and then the Spider-Man flip. And if you don't know what that is, I'm not going to explain it any further. Um, and we just thought, well, that's that's lovely, that is, isn't it? If you saw a men's player do that, he would be reprimanded. He would be. You just got to look at some of the stuff Joe Marley gets in trouble for. He, so that was just ignored. So we made, well, that's not very ladylike. So we put inverted commas around women in the meme. And they came for us. The simps, the the identity politics weirdos, they're all there. Oh, you can't say that. That's disgusting. No, that's not disgusting. You haven't seen half the stuff we don't publish. That's disgusting. Um, and our, our our conversation then went off to went on to how you know why is it then that we we treat rugby players as rugby players? The the interactions we have on social media with the women's team and the la- younger lads in the Exeter Chiefs squad is just great. You know, the older, more senior players, because they've got the media training and they probably find us a bit boring anyway, are a little bit less in, in engaging. There's some players are very engaging, don't get me wrong, but some are a little bit more, yeah, okay, some of your stuff's quite funny, but that's about it. The women are chat to us all the time. They're great. We have such good interactions with them um, because it's, it would appear that because we don't pull our punches, we treat them as rugby players, we don't see the gender line bollocks. We just go, well, if you're in that environment, you're fair game. If you play rugby, you're fair game. In the same way, we support as rugby, we're fair game. Um, but apparently you're not allowed to do that. And that you don't, quality doesn't work that way. So apparently we didn't get the memo on how this works. Um, which I find absolutely fucking hilarious. Like, absolutely hilarious that we you, you can't have a joke with people that come from a basically a mentally disturbed background, because you have to be to be a rugby player. You have to have dark sense of humour. Otherwise, you don't survive the dressing room. It doesn't matter, you know, what genitalia you have. When you're in, you you have, rugby is a dark humour sport. It's it always will be. It's very. I hate to use the word testosterone driven, but you take my point. It's rough and tumble. It's bantery. It's bad humor it's bad jokes and it always will be so you expect to be able to make that those jokes in those environments without having any like simply complaining yet we still got it and it really takes the shine off of the women's game for us we are very blessed that the chiefs women get it completely they are completely on board they are completely over the top they they give as good as they get and some of the stuff has been quite hurtful and disturbing but we move on um joking um but yeah so that was basically it um and then we went on to speak about the game and i think second half the red roses get a bit of a bashing um and deservedly so um but yeah so that was about that was it you haven't really missed that much um sorry 
I guess. But uh, we, we're normal, normal service will resume in the new season properly. You know, we'll be get back to our weekly episodic rantings. We might do a bit over the World Cup. We haven't decided yet. Um, well, I probably won't. We'll be out in the group stages. Maybe. Don't know. So, yeah. So that's enough for me. Um, you'll hear the little jingle in a minute. And then we'll uh, we'll go into our second half. And you'll hear the delightful tones of my Devonian teammate. And uh, it's, been, it's good, to, good to speak to you all again. Cheers, all. Sweet. Um, in the game, three yellow cards, was it, Saracens? Yeah. Should have, and I'm sorry, there should have been a red as well. Which for? Um, oh, I've quite forgotten a fucking name now. Sari's eight. Oh, um, Marley Packer. Packer. Marley Packer. So yeah. not only if she was on the yellow, if you watch it, there was, um, I think it was Ellie Sinclair tried to go over in the corner and Packer literally, like, Punch her in the face, like heel yeah. of the hand straight in the face. But it just it, there was already a penalty, so they went back for it. And I remember seeing it on TV going, "We're just not going to look at that." Or, <laughs> like... well, the less said about some of the red roses in Saracens team, the better. Mate. The entitlement. It was frankly embarrassing. That's it, the word. Honestly, it is entitlement. It, and the, the the ref wasn't having any of it. He no, he was brilliant. He was really good. Ref. I mean, if you and, go on all the Sarri supporters pages, it's the same old cry. You'd think, you'd think it was the Stormers they've been playing. Yeah. Is it, yeah. the ref was this, ref was that? No, the ref was fair. And he didn't take the shit. I mean, let's be honest. One of these Sarri's women has been recently reprimanded by the RFU for using the C word, referring to her an official. Yeah. And you're like, Dylan Hartley did that, and he didn't see didn't see the pitch again for nearly half a season. Yeah. So you got... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah, over Red Rose calling a ref a cunt. Sorry, um, well, you've got you go. a Red Rose wanking off imaginary cocks. Yep, you've got a Red Rose head butting allegedly head butting people in a tunnel after like, complaining about head contact. Y- yeah, uh, Which yeah. Didn't oh happen. yeah, after basically faking it, right? Yeah, rolling around on the floor, and then they're like, "Yeah, nothing wrong with that." But, but it's literally pathetic. All they were moaning. Oh, uh, head corner! Fuck off, mate. Play, if they concentrate on playing rugby, they we wouldn't have lo- lost the World Cup probably. Do you know something? I didn't think I could despise a team more than the Saris men's team. Turns uh, out, yeah. oh, turns out uh, I'm wrong because I was sitting there watching the game with Isabel. We yeah. Don't remember we went to see them last year, and we saw that we watched them live, and that yeah. fucking bot monsters like slapping um, Hope <laughs> on the chest after she tapped yeah. her in the corner and all that sort of stuff. And she even is, I want my daughter to look at these women going, <laughs> like I said, mate, yeah. I'm pinned out now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she wants to look at these women with, you know, she, she's English. She's, a, she's an England fan. Of course she is. She yeah. wants to look at these girls as her heroes. And when she sees them acting yeah. the way she's acting, she's going, that's, ooh, I don't like that. Yeah. And of course, of course it's her club that they're yeah. up against. So yeah. it's always, you've always got the tinge of, you know, bias going on, but Marley yeah, Packer is so such a good player. She doesn't yeah. need to act like that. Yeah, Hannah Bottom, the thing is, yeah, they, they, this is they, the they're thing. Good players. Yeah, you don't need to be a dick. Yeah. Um, and when the, on the Saracens um, Twitter it was like, oh, uh, Packer was getting booed by the fans when she went off. I was like, yeah, because she's like sw- lamped into Sinclair. Yeah, and it's like 
She got it, yellow oh, carded. She played yeah. dirt. She played poorly. Yeah. She was indisciplined. She's gonna get booed. They said something like um, a disgraceful way to treat the England captain. People might have found out that she got like two drink drive driving convictions or allegedly two. I'm not sure. I'm, saying, but... I'm sorry. Eng- England captains in Saracen shirts at, at Sandy Park don't tend to get a free ride anyway. Just ask Owen Farrell. You're not going to get the red carpet rolled out for you. No, um, it doesn't matter. Uh, and... You wear the England shirt when you play for England. You're not wearing an England shirt today. If she goes down and captains England for the Red Roses at Sandy Park, she'll be treated like a hero. That's how it works. But when you're not where... wearing your club's colours, you're yeah. not a hero. I, I, honestly, where I am currently in women's rugby, I support America. Because there's the most amount of... Yeah, no, because they're all fucking sound. Yeah. That's right, what yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm unless, that. unless this, you know, some of it changes a bit. I'm like, yeah. We'll, well, see, we'll, we'll see what well, happens. So... We've, we have had a bit of behind the scenes of the way that the, the, the current England setup is like the worst high school click. Yeah, it will be, mate. It'll be like the old fucking England football team where no one spoke to each other probably and yeah, um, but that's... it's just dominated by one team. Yeah, so well, once the coaching setup changes, but let's talk about our girls because our our girls are the ones that matter. Um... It's a very, very good point. Just moaned like fuck for ten minutes. Um, right, question: If Cla- if Claudia McDonald is fit for the final, what are you doing with Buchanan? Because Buchanan was quality, <sighs> but McDonald is. Quality. So, well, same, same for Ellie Sinclair. Yeah. Do you, did you? Do you yeah. bench, which one do you bench? It's the Jack Noel coming back for fitness argument all over again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Kate. I'm Katie. I'm sorry. You've, I'm, I'm starting Claude because mm. she's. If we've just been banging, just been bashing red roses for the last I two mean, minutes, she, she's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she probably was only playing because McDonald's injured. It's just. Every time she's played, she's just massively stepped up. Oh, I think she'll be a red rose one day. It's the, same, it's the same argument we had a couple of seasons back. We had Ollie Woodburn fit. We had Flaherty fit. We had Jack Noel fit. Which one do you play? Yeah. And Meryn Doidge is too good at fullback to not yeah. play her at fullback, so you don't drop her slash hog. That was, and we've had this conversation, yeah. and it's a lovely problem to have. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. you know, Kate, Kate will still get a winner's medal if we win it. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, it, it would, it would, you can't not start her if she's fit. You just can't. I, I also don't know why Hope Rogers hasn't won like best player in the world. Well, the fact that she plays 80 minutes non stop. Well, she's Scores second highest try scorer run, now. Dominates people, just smiles the whole time. Yeah. yeah I, I, look, you know, to it, even like you got on the bench and you're bringing on like Linda and you're bringing them on. You know, to the pitch and just see a game out, and you know, even a tense game like and, that it still could have gone either way. Couldn't it? But, and can we also bring up the point that four years ago this team didn't exist? Yeah, yeah. And now they're in the. the uh, going, back to, going back to hope very briefly though. I can, I'm gonna, I can share this now without fear of. So we received a message about nine months, nine to ten months ago, about the prospect that she might not be staying at the club. Oh, yeah. And I fucking glad we're like. No, she can't leave. Yeah. She can't leave. She can't leave. Because <laughs> obviously mm. Megan Foster was on her way out. She was heading off to back to the States. Yeah. Bimba was leaving. But we were trying uh, to work out, yeah, who which who was coming and who was going and yeah, the, um, the, the, the thought happening. of losing Hope Rogers was just no. 
She's just too she's too lovable as well. She just look she looks like she's having a great time playing, and I love that. But the thing is, you have to consider with you know some of these girls is like Hope Rogers is like I'm sure she's married and her husband lives in America and she's over here. Yeah, she's sacrificing her life to play rugby. Yeah, like Megan Foster did last season. You know, she was over here, but not getting paid. Yeah, not not getting paid for all. You know, so. Well, I still love the story about Kate Zachary. She she works for some international trading group, isn't it? So she'll finish training or playing, and then she'll go to work. She'll, like fire, she'll yeah, she'll fire a laptop on. She'll stick a headset on, and she'll go to work. And you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> if it's not like she's going down the mine, but yeah, it's still she's got to sleep at some point. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But that was yeah, also but not tra- human. Tra- bet most of their training's in the evening. Yeah. So if you work tonight shift, it's actually not the end of the world. No, but yeah, it, it just highlights the. Well, it goes back to what we're saying about the, the difference between the men's game now and what it was thirty years ago. You know, these guys yeah. had to do the same thing, so it's. Yeah, yeah. So look, I think um, overall the the way they came back in that second half to a player. I mean, if just to overcome that, I mean, because there was a lot of pressure. Oh yeah, there, just a bit, you know, and in the back of your mind, just thinking, "Fuck, not this shit again." Um, and there's a thing, and then let's be honest. There is always that it's fucking Saris, isn't it? Yeah, it's that, yeah, Sar- that, that's, 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 yeah. that Saris hump that Chiefs always seems to have to get over. Yeah, and it's always that bloody club, and they're twats with yeah, all and... the bloody buttons and the stupid fezzes and the crap chance. But the other thing is, it's like it's skewed because they have the most red roses. So they have the most actual professionals, right? Oh, yeah. That are paid, that can try, so they have the most. So it's all in their favour. Yeah. It's and, massively and it's, stacked against us. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's massively stacked against everyone. Mm. And then there was rumours of like two two of them what asking to come to Chiefs, but asking for 10 grand to come down and play at Chiefs, just yeah. as a one-up payment. Um, so, you know, just stuff like that. And you think... Fuck you, you know, who, who, stay up there. Yeah, who do you who do you, no? First off, no, our scrum's yeah. fine. And who do we think we are? Yeah. So, um, so one, one thing yeah. I did enjoy very just go back to Hope Rogers very briefly was I know I know Marley Packer was still in the bin, but it was literally the Sarri's replacement front row came on. Hope had done yeah. sixty five minutes by this point. Just just how we didn't get a scrum penalty for that scrum, I still don't understand yeah. because they were in the North Terrace. Yeah. <laughs> they shoved them back so far, and it was just. It was beauty to behold. It really was. Yeah. Well, uh, it was a fine day, and I remember just saying, "Oh, I just I've, I haven't felt like this in ages." In a rugby oh, match. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we were buzzing afterwards, weren't we? And yeah. like you said, it's been a long time since I've had that just clean peak watching a game. Probably since Tempest Cup. Yeah. And that was like the start of the season. Yeah. So then it just goes to show you. Um, do you want to tear this raft? I think we should because we need to get into. We need to get. That's something we definitely need to get up there on next season. Is tearing the uh, the Allianz 15s refs. We've yeah, done we, one, haven't we? Well, Millhouse. Millhouse. We don't know his name. We just call him Millhouse. Yeah. Um, this guy Charlie Gay- Gaither. Um, he he wised up to their nonsense, and in the second half, he was just he was being fair, and then they weren't getting away with bullshit. So that that's, that is the sign of a good ref that can take you know it, it just. Doesn't allow the ego. Even in the, the the prem, there's so many refs that allow egos. Maxwell Keats is a perfect example. Yeah. Egos oh, get yeah. 
and there are Dixon, huge egos. The worst. Fucking yeah. definitely the worst. So to not allow egos to get on top of you. Yeah. I think he yeah. did. I think he did really well. The, and, and the sin, you complain about the Simbins to the cows come home. They were justified. They were all justified. Yeah. When you spoke about Maxwell Keys, I thought you were talking about his ego. That's why I said Dixon. No, I, you meant. Oh, no, no. He's no D- D- Carl Dixon, you're, you're still right. He's very easily manipulated by players. Yeah. Very easy. So, um, yeah, well, look, we'll start. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, it's the ending of the tearing now, apart from this guy this weekend. But some takeaways. Um, the only tier ones of the year, because it'll get, well, it'll be clean slate again next year. It will be. Back to. Um, Ridley never got his chance at tier one. Never are made we get, it. Are we, are we going to carry over the wins? No. Cool. Um, I don't know, actually. To see how we feel. Because they were because they'll be untiered. So oh, I don't know. If you're listening, what do you think? What do you think? Um, so Ridley finished in tier two, and he was on a two-game win streak to get to tier one, which we were kind of hoping he would get, based on yeah. the history we've had with him. He's been Ten good this year. Ten past tier one, we only had him once all year. But he also did did solidify it by pinging up a squint feed at a scrum, didn't he? Yeah. Let's not forget that yeah. moment. Of- Brilliant. Brace, tier one, did an intro. So, automatically. Um, yeah, then the usual nonsense, you know, spread around <laughs> the rest of it. Yeah. Um, All the introduction of the Gimp Box, that was, a, that was a highlight for the yeah, year. Gimp Box, Dixon's Gulag. Um, Gimp of the, yeah, so, uh, Gimp of the Week, Poppy Cleo. <laughs> yes. Gimp of the Century, yes, um, I think. Gimp of the Season. Uh, yeah, so, all in all, um, quite happy looking into this weekend's game so I, I kind of want to go but hang on mate we never, we never we never actually tiered this lad what two. Was sticking two two yeah okay. two's good yeah two um, yeah I've got the boys Saturday um, so it's like a three hour drive see One I of am two years I am very tempted I have got plans on the weekend but Lost is not, oh, lost is not as far from me as it is from you. Yeah, if we can go, you've got to. I mean, keep in a van, can't we? Oh, yeah, you've got the um, van. Yeah. Do you want a two year old in the van? He fucking sits in the back, right? And he unbuckles his, his car seat and then he walks across the floor of the van and you're driving and, he, and he's just like on your shoulder. He's like, all right. You're in a moment. Is that the, most, the gentlest, urgent braking in the world? He's like, I can't stand the brakes on because I'll kill him. Yeah, yeah, but I've got yeah, to stop yeah. now. <laughs> So, um, I need, like, yeah, I guess I could do it, but I need someone to chase him around King's home so I can enjoy the rugby. Because that's where that's where I am with it. I'd do it, but <laughs> Hang on. I, I'm not. Like, Which female player have we got a good working relationship with at the minute? Well, let's just wait till the team's out, and then. Well, Brooke Bradley's on. I've got a boot on. She she can't go um, far. <laughs> nah. We'll, 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 we'll see. Um, so, Sorry, before I mean, before we go on, I've got to say, I love that picture. She's there with a boot on yeah, and her crutches in the air being held up by yeah. someone. You're like, that's just Stu Townsend levels of stupidity. <laughs> Been juice of the year. I've never seen one. So, um, yeah, look, it's going to be a good game. Just don't fuck it's it up. You've done, the, you've done the hard work. I've done the hard bit now. And so, I just... I mean, Hartford, no. They're no slouches. They've, no. they've, they've played, but well, they finished top of the league. They've they played really league. well. Um, they've got a lot, lot of internationals there. 
um, the it's snake of Severe. The snake of Severe. Delgado, we meet again. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be a bloody good game of rugby. I do, and, no, I know, and I know it's, I know it's pandering. I know it's pandering, but I do like what they've done at King's Home. They've crossed oh, out Queen's Kings and put yeah, Queens there just yeah. for the day. You're like, that's good. Wait, I think it's way, um, way to cash in on the on the hype, boys. That's good. Typical yeah. Gloucester yeah. doing a, doing a doing a good doing something funny for the right reasons. Yeah, the two best clubs. You know, yeah. two best Definitely. clubs in the league. So, um, right. Do we have any questions? We have got a fair few because I put a post right, up just, last week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick yeah. out the good ones. Yeah. Um, standard stuff. Question about ultras. Um, will there be an ultra membership bag? Pay your subs and find out. Pay subs. See what you get. Fuck yeah. all. Um, right. Do, right. Do you do you think every rugby match should start off with a WWF style slagging match from the, on the microphone in the centre of the pitch? They don't do it enough. This is what I'm saying. You need like that promos. James- yeah, promos. Um, I was thinking actually about the women's final. Imagine if like um, the, the Jody Alzi that's now a gladiator, by the way. Oh yeah, that's mad, just, isn't like, it? Totally over that. She, she comes out loads of pyro, just as, you know, in a gladiator garb. Um, but yeah, promos would be great and real like real bad blood. Why can't like it, I was thinking that in like um. Like the more WWE boxing and UFC is, the more I'm buying into it. So oh, it's when you've so got like, over the top in it, it's so yeah, but, and I love it. Uh, yeah, mate, uh, that it makes it's like it's it's prize fighting, isn't it? So yeah. it's like got me in. I just in rugby, everyone's so scared of there being like not, repercussions, like, animosity. Not like you, in cricket, the shit other cricketers get. Oh, right? God, no one's yeah. fighting in the crowd. No one's fighting in the crowd. Like they get loads of shit. Darts. People get loads of shit. No the, fighting. The biggest anticlimax for me in rugby was when they introduced ref mics, and you yeah. don't hear any shit at scrum time. Yeah, yeah. Or mi- okay, minimal. You hear a little bit. Yeah. Joe Marler's mouthing off nine times out of ten, but that's about it. They're so focused on setting up and all this sort of, and not not like an amateur rugby where it's just constant, like it's constant in the front row. Hey, it's just bad mouth all just, the time. And I've just afterwards, it's fine. You've just triggered, right? I've triggered you. In Formula, in Formula, it, well, I'm just thinking about it getting interactive with rugby, right? In oh, no. um, Formula E, right? In Formula right. E, you could. You could vote for a driver to get a boost. Yeah, I remember this. You're watching the list. Yeah, you got How like an extra. Good is that? You got, you got like 100 watts of power, didn't you? For one lap, and yeah. you just went so everyone, always, everyone was always waiting for the guy that would cause the accidents, right? <laughs> to get the <laughs> yeah. to, to get the boost. Um, wouldn't it be great if like there was a, a head contact or something, and the ref had to you know had to give a card, but it was like. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? And you like phone or a friend. You can ring like Wayne Barnes. <laughs> yeah. Or Ray now. Or if you know, ask, Nigel ask Owens. Always, you've always got Nigel Owens on tap. Nigel, what do we yeah. think? Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah. Hang on. No, yeah. no, that's fair. That's, you might be onto something there because like, I watched a bit of the cricket today. You get referrals for mm. the third umpire. If referee makes yeah. a decision, the captain should be able to say, hang on a minute. I think that's shit. Yeah. Let's go upstairs. Let's get Nigel yeah. out. Yeah. Out he comes. Bit of bit of dry ice. 
it gives you the thumbs down or the thumbs up like a gladiator, that'd be great. I'm from there for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, ask the audience. Everyone's got a button, so you can be like, you know, pen, nothing, pen, yellow, red. Yeah. So <laughs> you can imagine like sale, sale come down to Chiefs, and there's like four fans there. It's just, <laughs> just like red. And- any time um, Johnny Hill goes near someone, red. <laughs> just yeah, yeah it, red, would be car- red, red, it would be carnage. Um, right. Put that in the dossier. Sorry, in the do- in, in, but I think in, we're onto something. Oh, right. This is a good question. This is a good question. Based bearing in mind our previous answers, this could work. If you suddenly became the boss of the RFU in the Premiership Rugby, what would the first thing you'd do be? Um, the first thing. So uh, the RFU and Prem Rugby. Well, yeah. So you've, you're basically you're in charge of the Prem. Let's just go with that. Let's just make it make it simple. Um, first thing. Yeah, I mean, there'd be look straight away. I would do the um, you don't announce the subs, and then they just come out. You know, it's like a countdown, like a Royal Rumble. That yep. that would happen. <laughs> loads more pyro, loads more pyro. Um, every Every club gets top of the range PA. That would be um, nice. Yeah, I'd like to get some announcements when I'm standing on the East Terrace for a change. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you, right. I tell you what we need. Those, you know, in America, their mascots are like they're pricks, aren't they? Yeah. They're like absolute pricks. Just uh, that's what yeah. we, I mean. Big Chief like goes around waving, but just like fuck with people a bit more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where's the? But do, have you have you seen the video of? I think, I think it's the Chicago Bulls one. He's just in the crowd lobbing it's popcorn at people. And I mean, that's not offensive. Yeah, stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with no, that. It's, it not could... like, it's not like Sid the Swan who got in fights with people. Do you remember him no. back in the day, the Swansea City yeah. guy? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> um, or, you know, the old big chief would come out and fight with the new one and and then that <laughs> fucking bird would come in from nowhere. And Tom just... O'Hawk. <laughs> yeah, like, what would I the thing is, like, like there's that you're just pussyfooting around everything in rugby all the time. Whereas that, most that, people, that would be my I, first change would be a total attitude readjustment. Yeah, right. We are going to be more like football. Sorry, I don't care if that pisses you off. If you don't like it. Go down. Go watch the local clubs. But for the top, for the elite stuff, we are. We want more casual fans spending money that they in a game they don't fucking understand. So that Every, our sport doesn't yeah. die. Everyone will say, "Oh my god, look how look, look how good it looks in France in the in the crowd." Yet moan if that happened here. Yeah, it's, which is the problem. If we turn Stanley Park into La Rochelle Stadium in that semi-final for one game, there would be so going over the going over the the bridge would be like an Al- Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. It would just be yeah. moaning the whole way across. Oh, I don't like yeah. that. Oh, I can't be doing that again. Yeah. Oh, fuck off! Jump Ow. off the bridge then. It's just, yeah, that would be that would be my thing. Change, just change the attitude of the sport because otherwise yeah. it ain't gonna survive. Just yeah, um, actually, the bridge over to the stadium, you could it could be like on Gladiator Stadium. You know the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. So basically, <laughs> just know the bin um, juice of the the poles smacking the people with, the way through. All, yeah, all the bin juice with like um, bags, with um, and then. Chiefs fans get to walk through okay, but then the, if it's an if it's an away fan, they got to run the gauntlet and they just get nailed. That'd be good. I'd be. I'd love that if it was a away game like that. So That'd be class. 
It's fan, fan interaction. We're always there for it. Yeah, the dossier. Um, right. Yeah. You've got to build on it, haven't you? You've got to build on it. You've got. You've got. Rugby is supposed to be a party sport as well. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be a party sport. How many it's pubs so- have you been into over the years with a bunch of offensive imbeciles in the same shirt, all drinking Guinness because that's all we like. It's all yeah. amateur players drink. Shouting the same bloody song. Yeah. And you never see them at games. They're never there. They go, chances are they're playing, but you know, you take my point. When there's, a, when there's a club, go on. When there's a club there, a club of like young lads, like cult aged lads, or, or yeah, 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 yeah. Game, they're always the best people in the crowd. That's something I change. That's genuinely something I change. I change kickoff times. Friday, because Friday night, mate. So amateur, so amateur clubs can go. Yeah. And get yep. those because those are the boys you want. Because they, one, they completely understand the sport. Two, yeah. they'll be piss heads the entire time, so you'll get loads of money yeah. behind the bar, and the atmosphere will be yeah. great. That's what you want. So you move, move amateur kickoffs or Friday night games mandatory. Mate, least... honestly, Friday nights, you could that could just be the rugby thing. Yeah, you could even fuck Saturdays off and have like half half Friday, half Sunday. Sunday ones would be a bit shit, but it, it you know you're not really competing with anyone on the Friday. Everyone's watching the football. You know, if you're a casual fan, you're watching the football. Hmm. Let's be honest. If you haven't got Saturday. that, comp- yeah. yeah, exactly. Three o'clock, three o'clock yeah. kickoff on a Saturday for the vast majority of people in this country is football time. They don't think about the rugby yeah. unless you're a rugby fan. But if the rugby's on at seven, seven, if you think seven o'clock on a Friday, oh, the, I'm going to sit the rugby on actually. Put on how tomorrow. Sit the rugby on today. Yeah. How much do we absolutely love it when there's midweek rugby? Oh, how good was that? Lockdown was the fucking best. Yeah. Five o'clock, six o'clock games, mid one a Wednesday. The fucking stuff dreams are made of. Get the A League back, get it on telly, or put the championship on midweek so we can watch yeah. it on TV. I'm sure someone will be like, yeah, does everyone can't react. But just think, think outside the box, Let's brainstorm, come up with some fucking better ideas. You need, you definitely need like that sort of um, head guy, like commissioner type guy. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? Austin Healy. Yeah, because he would fucking rub everyone up the wrong way, and and, and, was... he, and for all his faults as a commentator, he does get the problems rugby's facing. Yeah, yeah, he does, but he's also brash enough to be like, not yeah. he wouldn't care to push if back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He wouldn't. So, actually so, that bad as so, so basically, we need a brain trust of Austin Healy, James mm. Haskell. Who else is really offensive in rugby? Is he Falau? <laughs> no no jokes aside that, that you're absolutely right you need those abrasive characters that are just gonna yeah. Brian Moore you know yeah, he, sometimes he sometimes he, he could be a bit, bit, fucking... bit old school granted but that's it's that kind of abrasive character because you'd, you'd need you would also need someone on that sort of commission to keep the likes of Haskell from going completely too far yeah maybe yeah um, it's really good ideas, James, so, but the constant fire, we can't really have that because, you know, mm-hmm. stadiums will burn down, you know, that sort of stuff. Anyway, we really sidetracked off of that. So, yeah, we had a couple of good ideas if we became the RFU commissioners. Um, um, I think great. Kind of answered that. Netflix approached you to spearhead their new series about, like, I think Drive to Survive, but for rugby. Yeah. Um, which they which, did, and then Wales shipped which, which they paled. <laughs> Um, which key areas of rugby would you want to focus on and what would you call it? Oh, um, 
focus on like hazing for like new players. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Why every? Yeah. That'd be great because yeah. we finally get to understand what goes on behind closed doors. We know the milk challenge from Gloucester, and that's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, um, there's something that goes on at Chiefs, though, isn't there? What, there's definitely I mean, something that goes on at no, Chiefs. Is it like the what? What they won't. Tell, oh, we'll find out the initiation. Um, who was it that would have to be reinitiated? And then everyone's like, no. And something happens where someone gets their head shaved every year, doesn't it? We need to. We need to do. Yeah, more trying to, we, get, we have to go through our Instagram DMs because it's in there somewhere. We just haven't put the pieces together. Yeah. No. Um. So, what would you call it? What would you call it? Yeah, if you're going to focus on like team socials, you know, like <laughs> start, Yeah, you would. It wouldn't fucking get on TV, would it? So, no, absolutely. Um, can you imagine the Chiefs party bus? Naked bus. The naked bus. Rob Baxter's yeah, but, just there with his dick out and a pint in his hand. Yeah, the trouble is, you what what would come from it would be lawsuits. Character. Would be char- yeah, lawsuits. But there would be characters <laughs> like yeah, but like Drive to Survive has. Yeah, no, it would be. You'd, you'd in, see in, these in guys in a different light. Yeah. So um, um, there's a Tour de France one at the minute, which is pretty good. Or is it just uh, doping all the time? <laughs> no, there was there was one. There's a guy. I can't remember who it was. Just like. He did this fucking mental downhill and then he like whacked his cock out and was pissing off the side of a bike. And he's like, the team manager was like, fucking legend. And just like that, you know, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> In rugby, they wouldn't let, they'd never show that stuff, even though know, similar, oh similarly mental stuff like oh, that yeah. would happen all the time. So, um, yeah, the name though, I don't know. I need to, th- I need to think on that. We'd have to think on that. We'd have, yeah. have, to, you have to get Union in there somewhere. Yeah, a play mm. a, a play a play on what a union really is and what it isn't. It'd probably be quite political, yeah. topical. Yeah, it's Rugby. very quick. It, it would very quickly turn into the Ted Bundy document, like documentary, though I think. <laughs> right, one more, two more, two more, two more. Yeah, okay. I'll leave two this more. one. I'll leave that one to the end then. Um, what do we think the benefits are? Of the ten-team league, because Rob does seem to like the idea. Um, well, the better players will be available for more games, I guess. Yeah, um, it's a less busy fixtures list, I guess, as well. So there'll be better, should be better squad availability through injuries and those sorts of things. Um, so if you say on a weekend you're going to get a Friday game, Saturday game, Sunday game, they're going to be two games of the week that you're not going to be able to see. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing stopping them doing Friday two, a, a, a one o'clock, three o'clock, or two o'clock, four o'clock on a Saturday, and a one o'clock, three o'clock on a Sunday. If this, that's what they do in Europe. Why can't they do that in the Prem? There's no reason why they can't. Interesting to see if they, they do. Could, but what they say is, oh, it's too hard to put on TV. And they say that, but then in COVID, every game was on. And the Premiership Rugby app shows all the other games as well. Might not have commentary, yeah, but the, the infrastructure is clearly yeah. there. It will have commentary. Mm. It will have still have commentary. It just won't have Craig Doyle prancing around the side of the fucking pitch. But then, then... Do we really care about that bit? Not really. No, no. you just... Red button. Yeah. You can watch this game instead. That, 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 needs, that would need to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, see, okay, so, yeah, so, so more rugby to watch. 
ultimately because they're saying, oh, BT Sport asking for money back. Or oh, play every game then, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put it all on. You're Put not all even on. showing half of it. You don't even show Prem Cup. You know, like barely show Prem Cup, right? There's so, games out there to be. There's games out there to be shown. Yeah, they just you're have not, to be asked to do it. Yeah. So. It, yeah, I mean, so that for me would be ultimately there should be more rugby available because there's you, know, you haven't got this like congested fixture list. You could almost show every game. Yeah, you and should, you yeah, okay, be... don't play fucking. Well, it's not going to be BT Sport anyway. It's going to be TNT or something, isn't it? Yeah, that was the same. That, wasn't that the same uh, carrier that took WCW to its death? <laughs> I I don't know. I doubt I think, it. I think it was. Um, <laughs> just just because wrestling's come on might, TikTok account a lot, right. and I, I think, think it did. It's no, it's a different brand. I'm sure of it. <laughs> just no, really not like a, not another thing I like. Yeah. Um. The only the reason I think I, I know that is because I'm sure there's a, a I've got an old WCW VHS knocking around somewhere. <laughs> the Brandon's on it. Um. Uh, yeah. Right. So, Okay, right. So, and this finishes us off. So, starting next season for the men's team, starting twenty three. Ooh, right. So, C- CO twenty fifteen. Um, CO <laughs> CO Frost. Frost. Hmm. Street. I'd go with Street over Schick. Schick on the bench. Yusefa Scott. Oh, fuck yeah! He had a great year. He had a great end of the year, like a fucking I'd really start, good actually. I'd start Yusef Scott, hmm. actually, because he was. I'm interested. I'm interested to see what happens with Shicks this year because he's not dual, and he no. they, he buried last year a bit. So um, he did right second row. Um, it's what Johnny Johnny Gray and Daff. Daff. Johnny yeah. and Daff. So back row. This is a tough one. Very uh, tough. So who are the options? Vermalen, Capstick, Tweema, Chinza, Fisselau. Chinza. Right. Vermalen will start, won't he? You'd think so, but I'm where? Has he played a lot of Cap- games at eight this year? True. I would Very go. True. I would go. But he, hasn't, no, on. he hasn't played a lot of games in two years. So, no, but, but the, the the six he did play, he probably played about four so, of them at eight. Um, back row of sorry, have we signed any back rows? Not really. No. Like no, no oh, possibly Cunningham. If Cunningham South comes, I don't know. Um, I would I say would... go on. You go first. Go. Capstick. Make Capstick look fucking legit before he got injured last year. Yeah. I would I would have Vermalen at six, Shinzer at seven, and Capstick at eight. Yeah, I would yeah, I'd be happy with that combination. Fissalau playing more. Am I yeah. being brain dead now with my back rows? We lost Kirsten. We lost, lost Kirsten. Lewis, lost yeah. Tweema Tweema is gonna be there and thereabouts, isn't he? Um it depends on the t- kind of eight you Yeah, it depends who we're playing. I think it'd be very. It's going to be very much dependent on who. I'm sure Tweema's going to play six. He played six when Fisselau was around, didn't he? So so Fisselau would play. So Prem Cup final, Mm. he was six, and Fisselau was eight. Because it was it was it was it was like the Ewers Simmons combination. Yeah, but massive six. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, that's what that's where fifth sits in. But for England under twenties, Cunningham South plays eight. Chris Lowe's six. So, um, so I'm gonna I'll go with Chin, I'll go with Chins over Marlon, Capstick, back row. I'm yeah. being. I said, I said th- somebody Aiden, really fucking Aiden, obvious. We're missing. Aiden Davis plays lock and yeah, second row. So yeah, I'd have well, him, I'd have did. him I'd have him on the bench, along with Jack Dunn. Mike still there, Jack Dunn, Danny Boy. Uh, nine Townsend, obviously. Not Ten. Will Beckinsale. No. no. We're also assuming Townsend. that Townsend's fit. <laughs> yeah, if fit, yes. fit Townsend. Um, Ten. Well, Skinner, I guess. Yeah, we don't really have a ten. Twelve. So twelve. Hawkins, isn't it? It's going to be Hawkins. Hawkins. It's got to be Hawkins. 12. 13 Slade. Yeah. Um, and then, then Woody. Hendrickson's, Hendrickson's fighting off scraps. Um, Woodburn, one wing. Right. What's going on the other wing? Fire Waboso. Send him out there. So it's Waboso. And then, well, the, uh, uh, or Wyatt and Hodge. Wyatt at fullback and Hodge on the wing, Waboso on the bench. Yeah, I like that. Who's our um, repl- who's our replacement ten? That fuck. What was his name? That we're forgetting. That... Ollie Devoto's fit. Oh shit! The bed. Ollie Devoto starts over Hawkins. Well, does he? He's still a bit of an unknown, though, isn't he? Come back from the injury. Then again, Ollie on the bench could means he can freeze yeah. Slady up to play ten when he well, comes on. Devoto can play ten as well. He can play so, ten. I don't so, know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll watch this space. Um, Right, so we're doing a twenty-three. So on the bench, on the bench. Right, who are you having as your props? So you got to choose. So if we've decided Seth Scott, so it's Street or Shex. Street. 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 Hillside Hepburn. Are we saying Hepburn? Hepburn Yens Street bench for me. Because mm. Yens has just got better. Yens has found his second. Like he, he was great towards the end of the year. And him yeah. and Inard have always swapped in and out of the second yeah. second position, haven't they? So, yeah. Dun, Who else What well, props wise? James Kenny, Billy Keast. Nice job, Keasty boy. Max Norrie yeah, coming through at hooker. Yeah, well, they're, they're yeah, fucking they're we down pirates. So, um, right, lock. What's Jack, Jack Dunn, isn't Jack, it? Jack Dunn. Yeah. Oh. Who else we got a lock? Alfie Bell. He we haven't really seen much of him because he got injured, didn't we? So Yep. Um right. Back so what are we doing? So we need So we need a scrum so off. We need a back rower. You're saying Aiden Davis. Yeah, he's utility and he? he can he can slot in. Are you are you having him over Fissalau? Or Tweema? I would have him over Fissalau at the moment. Okay, fine. Um scrum off. Oh, Cairns or Beckinsale, isn't it? Those are your options. Yeah. Will Beckinsale play tenor for a lot? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and then one more back back free player. We're going with Bosa, aren't we? Yeah, it's got to be fair. I, I, I can't not have him in my match day 23. He's just lightning. He's so yeah. fast. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got to have him in there somewhere. Tom Tom Wyatt, Josh Hodge, and Faye Bosa. Fighting over 
the other two positions. Ollie Woodburn has to start. He's player of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's our match day 23, I suppose. Um, Did you enough? write that down? Nope. So cool. if you're really listening, go back and write it down. <laughs> and we'll come back and see if we're right. So, um, right, Dave, next week? Yeah, next week. Hopefully, double winners. Yeah. All right. Catch you later, guys. Peace out, y'all. Swart and Swift. Cheers. <laughs>